What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Gridiron segment here at House Call Sports. I'm here with Ali. My name is Matt, and today we are giving our preseason award and Super Bowl predictions before week one of the NFL season because, God damn it, we made it, baby. The NFL is back. But first, I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, and that is Fubo TV. That's the world's only sport-focused live TV streaming service with top leagues and teams, plus popular shows, movies, and news for the entire household. There is no hidden fees. Go get a free trial. Browse available plans. I personally have used Fubo. I love that you get tons of channels. You can watch tons of sports. If you haven't been paying attention to anything that I just said, the NFL is back. All right. If you want to watch NFL football, hit the link in the description to go check that out. But like I said... The NFL is right around the corner, baby. It starts next week, people. Okay, so next week, naturally, that means we got to predict all the award winners for this upcoming season, as well as the Super Bowl 58 matchup. But first, we will start with the rookies of the year. And since we live in such an offensive league in today's NFL, we will start with the offensive rookie of the year. And there looks to be a clear favorite. So, Ali, I'm going to you, my friend. Who do you think wins offensive rookie of the year for this upcoming NFL season? In my opinion, the, the clear favorite for me was always going to be Bijan Robinson. Okay, I don't do I think he's the best offensive player in the class? Probably not. But the situation he's going into and the, the amount of carries and the amount of receptions he's going to get, he stays healthy and he's the clear winner for me. Like most of the quarterbacks are heading into some challenging situations and most of the wide receivers are heading into some seriously stacked receiver rooms, which might limit their chances to, to you know, to shine as well as Bijan can. And, Okay, he might not be the best situation himself in Atlanta, but there's a, a difference between the, the receiver situation and the, the running back situation for me because receivers, they've often got someone to rely on while running backs depend more on the offensive line. And with a player like Bijan, who is so effective as well at catching passes out of the backfield, that can compensate as well for a lack of a top-tier offensive line. So if he stays healthy, Bijan Robinson is the offensive rookie of the year for me. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Ollie. I got it. I mean, this one's pretty obvious to me. I like Bijan Robinson. I mean, listen, he's a top 10 pick at running back in today's day and age. That means you're special. Like, people don't like running backs in today's day and age. So if you're going to pick one in the top 10, that means he's a special player. Bijan is that. He's a powerful and elusive runner. He's got good vision. He's a great pass catcher. And you were talking about his offensive line, Ollie. I looked at uh, Pro Football Focus before the NFC South episode that we did. And they have the, the Atlanta Falcons offensive rank, line ranked top 10 going into the season. So, they have a good offensive line, according to a lot of people. So if you got a, a, a tr- you know, a, a, what what's the word that I'm looking for? A, a trans, a transcendental. Is that the, is that the word what I'm looking the, for? I, Running back? I've never heard of that word. <laughs> trans, transcendental. I've used that. I've heard that word used about Aaron Rodgers as far as how he throws the football. Um, but uh, if, if you have a running back that's, you know, transcendent, that's the word I was looking for. I don't, I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Uh, if you have a word that's transcendent, yeah. Uh, if you have a running back that's transcendent behind a top 10 yeah. offensive line that he has, as well as other great playmakers like Kyle Pitts and Drake London on the outside that should open things up for him, I think he could have uh, – this might be a hot take. He might have close to 2,000 all-purpose yards. They're going to ride this dude, and he's going to come through because he is an absolute – dog in my opinion so i think this one's easy i think Bijan robinson is going to win offensive rookie of the year this season in the nfl but since we have a clean sleep clean sweep excuse me with that one we're going to move to defensive rookie of the year where there looks to be some more options to choose from some high level top end defensive players in this draft that look to show that upside here and their rookie season so ollie i'm going right back to you man who's winning defensive rookie of the year this year in the nfl you mentioned there being a lot of competition. There, there are a lot of candidates that I think could, could end up winning this. You've got players like Tyree Wilson, Devon Witherspoon, Jalen Carter, but I'm not going to give it to any of those. I'm giving it to Will Anderson. 
Now, mm. this this isn't because, again, it's not because I think he's head and shoulders above the rest. But, you know, the, the main issue for these guys that I've just mentioned is they're all heading into far more crowded position groups. For example, Tyree Wilson, he's going to have Max Crosby and Chandler Jones playing alongside him in Vegas. So he'll get playing mm. time, don't get me wrong. But he's unlikely to get enough playing time and be dominant enough to put up the stats that he needs to win. And with Jalen Carter, it's a similar story. You know, even though the Eagles traded away Javon Hargrave, they still have an incredibly stacked interior. So it's going to be a lot more challenging for, for Carter to win, especially as a defensive tackle. But if you look at, at Will Anderson, I mean, him coming into the Texans, he's going to make an impact straight away, similar to what B.J. Robinson's going to do. So that's why I think he's going to end up winning Defensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I could definitely see it. I could definitely see it. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, for me, I mean, listen, this one's tough for me because I'm a Pats fan and I really like Christian Gonzalez. I think he's a beast at cornerback. So I think he could win, you know, this award considering, you know, I think he's going to have a great year. But it's really tough for cornerbacks to win defensive awards just because, like, it's hard to kind of quantify what they do sometimes. Like, Sauce Gardner will lock somebody down for four quarters and then, you know, have no picks or, like, no stats. So it's kind of hard to quantify that. So I think – Christian Gonzalez is going to have a really good year, but there's a dude out of Georgia in Philadelphia. You brought him up earlier, Ollie. Okay. And I know that's not very specific because there's like 30 dudes out of Georgia in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, but he's on the D line. And again, that still leaves a few options, Georgia dudes on the D line in Philadelphia. Uh, but he's a rookie. And again, that only leaves two options uh, in Philadelphia, but I'm not going with Nolan Smith, even though I like Nolan Smith a lot too. Uh, it's Jalen Carter. I'm going to go with Jalen Carter. I see your point as far as there's a lot of competition for snaps as far as the defensive line goes in Philadelphia. My counterpoint would be the dude's a freak of nature and defenses won't be able to focus on him because of all the other great players on the defensive line. So I think he's going to be able to run through some of these offensive lines and he's going to have a huge year and he's going to dominate. So I'm going to go with Jalen Carter as far as my defensive rookie of the year uh, in, in the NFL this year. But I, I mean, I can see it. I can, I can see it with a bunch of different dudes. Uh, for this award because I think there's a lot of good options this year, year for awards go. But we're going to transition and we got to move to coach of the year where, again, I think there's a lot of intriguing candidates this year because I think there could be a lot of up and coming teams this year. So, Ali, I'm going right back to you, my friend. Who's winning coach of the year? Sean Payton for me. Uh, a, a, bit, a bit of an out there one, yeah. But <laughs> I, I'm about to say – I'm, I'm going to say something, right? I'm going to make history – Right, the house call sports history being made. I'm saying a sentence that nobody in the history of ever of fucking time has ever said, and that is, I'm actually getting pretty invested in the Denver Broncos this season. <laughs> <laughs> it's widely recognised, even from the get-go, that Sean Payton is a truly exceptional coach, and coupled with Russell Wilson's recently overlooked talents at quarterback, this has the potential to be a, a remarkable bounce-back year for the Broncos. And they've got the potential, I think, to be a wildcard team this year as well. You've got the likes of Jerry Judy, Cortland Suttle, uh, Suttle, what's Suttle? Sutton, uh, <laughs> Greg Dolchich, and a pretty solid defense to, to add to that. So I think Peyton's true coaching skills are going to shine and he will demonstrate his true value to the league. And, and his success, along with the team's turnaround from a very forgettable 2022, should be the perfect opportunity for voters to recognize him as the deserving recipient of Coach of the Year. Yeah, if he has the type of year that, you know, you, you think the, the Broncos are going to have, I could easily see that because, I mean, last year was obviously the, a disaster with, like, the opposite of a head coach caliber uh, of Sean Payton and Nat Hackett, you know. So, uh, the I mean, you can't get much of a bigger transition from a horrible head coach to a great head coach than the Denver Broncos did. So, yeah, I mean, I could see it. I could see it with, uh, with the Denver Broncos this year as far as Sean Payton goes. But for me, okay, I like two candidates this year. Okay, the first one I like – 
for coach of the year is Doug Peterson from Jacksonville. Okay. Because I think the Jags could rattle off a bunch of wins, partially because they're a good team, but also because their division is hot trash. Okay. So I think they can rattle off a ton of wins. uh, And, and I think Doug Peterson could easily get a coach of the year because of it. But the guy I'm going to go with is actually the betting favorite for the award. Okay. And he's my favorite coach in the NFL. And that is dirty Dan Campbell. The Lions are going to have a big year. Okay. They're winning 11 plus games and a division title, I think. And Dan Campbell is a dog. Everyone loves this dude. And for good reason, he's a great dude. He's obviously passionate about the game of football and he can clearly coach some football too. Okay. He's going to win coach of the year this year because the Lions are going to have a huge year and Dan Campbell is the man and everybody loves you, Dan Campbell. So God damn it. Dan Campbell's one of the coach of the year. Let's go, Dan Campbell. All right. But we are transitioning. We're going to move to the offensive player of the year, where last year we saw Justin Jefferson absolutely run away with offensive player of the year. And this year, again, there's a lot of lot of capable candidates who I think could pop off and have some huge seasons this year. So, Ollie, who's winning offensive player of the year this year in the NFL? Yeah, you mentioned Justin Jefferson, and it's very, very hard to bet against a, a player of that caliber, but I'm going to. I'm going out there. I'm, I'm going against the, the bookmakers. I'm going for Christian McCaffrey. Now, he's, he's got the fourth best odds to win the award this year, and I honestly think he's got a very good shot. He ran for 1,139 yards last season with eight touchdowns, while also getting 741 receiving yards with five receiving touchdowns. And of course, you know, the, the list of candidates for this award is just jam-packed with, with more stellar names. But with Kyle Shanahan now having a full offseason to completely craft the offense around McCaffrey, has the potential to make an even bigger impact. Like, the Diners' offense is already very run-heavy and tailors to McCaffrey's strengths very well. And with the right support, it's not hard to see him getting maybe 23, 2400 all-purpose yards this year and could even enter the MVP conversation if that award didn't favor quarterbacks so much. So as long as he stays healthy, I'm going to say this quite a lot. He's going to be a serious contender for this award and my pick to win it. Yeah, McCaffrey's a beast, dude. I mean, listen, for for you fantasy football players out there, if you got Christian McCaffrey on your team, your your team's probably pretty good, you know, because that dude is an absolute monster. So, but yeah, like you said, as far as MVP for him goes, it's just not going to happen because we don't give that award to anyone but quarterbacks anymore, you know. So it's just I don't I don't think he could win MVP. But I mean, often and 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 if he has the biggest season of anyone outside of a quarterback, that's what this award is for—the offensive player of the year. So that's that's what he's going to get. If you know he has the biggest season outside of the quarterback position, you know, from all the skill positions. So yeah, I can see it with Christian McCaffrey. He's a beast. Obviously, like you said, Kyle Shanahan's offense is is kind of built for a stud running back like Christian McCaffrey. So, but I'm going a different direction. Okay. I like a couple guys for this one as well. Okay. The first guy I like is Jamar Chase. Okay. He's third all time in yards per game at 86.2 in NFL history. That's only behind Megatron and his former teammate in the dude who won this award last year, like I mentioned. Justin Jefferson, okay? So he's an absolute monster, all right? But he had injuries last year that slowed him down. If not, I think he could have made a run at it last year. But there's a reason that I'm not going with him, and it's because I think there's two other really high-level receiving options on his team, and that's uh, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, obviously. And we know Joe Burrow is going to spread the ball to those guys, his different targets like good quarterbacks do. So I'm not going to go with Jamar Chase. I'm going to go with this guy, and I think he doubles up. I think this guy's going to win two awards, this year, okay? And this is going to be a hot take, maybe. I don't know what you think about this, Holly. I think Bijan Robinson is going to win the Offensive Player of the Year, too. I think he's going to have a season like Ezekiel Elliott had in his rookie season, where I think Zeke should have won the Rookie of the Year and Offensive Player of the Year as a rookie. I think Bijan actually does that. I talked about the reasons why for his Rookie of the Year case. The dude's a monster. He's got a great supporting cast, and he wins the Offensive Player of the Year. What you think, Ollie? 
I'm just trying to figure out now whether you're more of a closeted Detroit sports fan or a closeted Atlanta <laughs> sports fan because you have individually <laughs> kissed the asses of each of them to no end. So listen, I don't I don't root for either one of them. I call it how I see it, my guy. I call it how I see it. And Bijan Robinson, like I said, he's behind one of the 10 best offensive lines in football. He's got a quarterback who we don't know about him, so they're obviously going to have to give Bijan the rock. They're going to rely heavily on Bijan Robinson. And, I mean, you look at these other candidates. I think Justin Jefferson's due for some regression. I can't see Justin Jefferson going off like he did. Like I mentioned, with uh, Jamar Chase, I think Jamar Chase has too many options to feed. You can make the same argument for Christian McCaffrey. You still got George Kittle there. You still got Brandon Ayuk. You still got, you know, uh, who's the other guy? Debo Samuel, you know, so you still got a lot of great options for a lot of these other candidates you know i think Bijan robinson is going to be that guy and i think Bijan robinson is going to win the offensive player of the year and i'm not a detroit homer i'm just calling it how i see it with the lions baby you already know lions are going off this year i'm telling you right now uh but first before we get to our super bowl predictions okay we got a couple of more awards to get to and we're going to move to the defensive player of the year now where this award like the MVP has kind of turned into a obviously a quarterback award this has turned into a heavy D line and pass rush award as 10 of the last 12 years it has gone to a D lineman or a pass rusher last year it was Nick Bosa obviously Aaron Donald had this award on lock for like a five-year stretch as well but there is going to be some really good candidates for this award as well so Ali I'm going to you man who is the defensive player of the year for this upcoming season like you said, it very, very much favors the trenches and the D-line and the edge rushes and all that. But to that concept, I will also say fuck you. I'm going with last year's Defensive Rookie of the Year, Sauce Gardner. Like, Ooh. Yeah, he's one of the most polarizing players, in, in my opinion, in the NFL. And he's easily a top yeah. three corner in the league, like for me. Like last year, he allowed two or less receptions in 12 out of the 17 games he played. However, he was only able to get two interceptions, but there is a very good reason for that like players as good as sauce they play such good coverage all the time quarterbacks aren't even going to make eye contact with that side of the field because they're just like oh well mm -hmm. what's the point if it's going to get fucking intercepted you know so he didn't have as many opportunities to even go for interceptions i think he'll be able to take one further step this year and prove that not only was last season not just a one-off but he is one of if not the best corner in the nfl it's going to be hard you know for him to win the award over players like nick bosa because it's hard to see two interceptions and go, oh, well, that's the defensive player of the year over an edge rusher that's getting like 22 sacks. But with how mm -hmm. dominant he is, voters should be able to see that he is undoubtedly one of the best defenders in the league. Without a doubt. Yeah. And I'm, I'm right there with you. I think Sauce Gardner is the best cornerback in football already, even after the the, the first, you know, the, the rookie season that he had. I think he's the best corner in football. That dude is he's he's a beast. I mean, he gets away with a little bit of holding sometimes. But, hey, that's what that's what great cornerbacks do. They'll, they'll they'll be physical. They'll get away with some penalties because they know how to do it. You know, and Sauce Gardner is that guy. So, yeah, I'm right there with you on Sauce Gardner. I, like I said, I think he's the best cornerback in football. But for my defensive player of the year, I'm going with a guy who's already won it once before. I'm going with TJ Watt. I love this guy. I think when he's healthy, I think TJ Watt's the best defensive player in football. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I think he's the best defensive player in football. I think he's got a shot to break the sack record this year because he almost did two years ago when he won his first defensive player of the year. He had 21 and a half sacks. The record was 22 and a half, and he missed games that season as well. So I think TJ Watt is going to win this record and or win this award. And also because last year, if you look at the Steelers splits with him, on and off the court, listen, or on and off the field, excuse me, he only had five and a half sacks last year because he was 
hurt most of the year and clearly wasn't healthy for the rest. But like I said, I think he comes back and make makes a statement this year because like I was talking about the splits for the Steelers last year and games he played versus games he didn't play were crazy. Last year, they were eight and two with him giving up 289 yards per game. Without him, they were one and six giving up 390 yards per game. So not saying that was like the all of that was strictly on TJ Watt, but over 100 yards per game with one player in and out the lineup. That is a huge difference. Plus, I think their team is going to be winning a lot more games this year, I think. I, I'm, I'm high on the Steelers this year as well. And when you are ahead in games, the other team has to throw a lot. And when the other team has to throw a lot, pass rushers like TJ Watt are going to eat. So, TJ Watt, he's going to win his second Defensive Player of the Year in three years. And I think the Steelers are going to are, are another one of my teams that I like. Uh, they're going to make a statement this year as far as in the AFC. So TJ Watts won a defensive player of the year. That's who I got. But I mean, there's a lot of great candidates this year. I mean, we didn't even pick, you know, arguably the best one, Micah Parsons. You know, you got Miles Garrett, you got Nick Bosa, you got Aaron Donald again, you know. So there's going to be a lot of great candidates for the defensive player of the year award this year. But now we got to get to the award that everybody wants to talk about, man. This is the number one award in football. And if you don't want to talk about this award, we don't want to talk to you. All right. This is the NFL MVP award. Obviously last year, Patrick Mahomes won it and he is a big favorite to win it again this year. But again, we've got a lot of good quarterbacks in the NFL this year. So who knows, man? And obviously it's turned into a quarterback award like we talked about. So Ollie, I'm going to you, my friend, who you got NFL MVP for this upcoming season. Yeah, they should really rename this Quarterback of the Year Award. But I'm not going for one now. I'm just kidding. Of course, I'm going for a quarterback. Uh, I'm going my guy, my fantasy QB1, Joe Burrow. Now, he came off a fourth-place finish in the MVP vote last season. So I'm backing Joe to go one, or technically three better, and win the regular season MVP award this year. Now, last season was very impressive for him, throwing for 4,475 yards and 35 touchdowns. Also showing his capabilities as a runner, 257 rushing yards with five rushing TDs. Not to mention those stats could have been better had it not been, not been for that abandoned game against the Buffalo Bills. So Burrow consistently performs in the most clutch situations, showing great accuracy, even under pressure. He's not the best rushing QB, but he's not afraid to step up and take a hit for the team. And, and it's a very tough call to make, you know, when you've got the likes of Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen in the mix. I could see it. I mean, Joe Burrow, he's, he's, I mean, I think he's the second best quarterback in football. And like you mentioned, Ollie, he's going to have the team success because the Bengals are going to be a really good football team. And he's, you know, obviously one of the best quarterbacks in football. So that's a really good recipe right there to win an MVP, but I'm going to go a little bit of a different direction. So I'm going to give three names. Okay. The first one I'm going to give is a very deep sleeper. Okay. And Ollie's going to hate on me because it's going to be some more Detroit Lions love, but a super deep sleeper. I'm going with Jared Goff, okay? If you want to, like, a, a flyer on wow. somebody who might be able to have wow. a huge year, okay? Lions are going to be really good. He's got a great supporting cast. I think he could have a huge year. Again, I'm not picking him, but that one's a very deep sleeper, okay? Another guy that I think could have a huge year that I want to talk about is Justin Herbert, okay? Me and Ollie before this, we're talking about trade talks for Quentin Johnson because now in, in our fantasy football league because now – Justin Herbert's got three number one wide receivers, okay? He's got three number one type receivers. The defense should be healthy and has some legit dudes on it, so I think their team's going to be a lot better. Plus, they have an offensive coordinator now in Kellen Moore who led Dak to big numbers, like MVP-type numbers, Dak Prescott to MVP-type numbers. So I like Justin Herbert as well, but I don't think the Chargers will win their division, obviously, because they have the Chiefs in it. And NFL MVPs, especially from the quarterback position, do not come from wildcard teams in general. So I'm going to pick... Another young quarterback, okay? 
And Rob, who's editing this, hey, buddy, you're not going to like this one. All right, I'm just letting you know. But Rob, it's your fantasy quarterback. I'm going with Trevor Lawrence for the MVP this year. Again, I mentioned it earlier. This team is going to win a lot of games because they are good and in a terrible division. Plus, now Trevor has a legitimately good receiving core with Calvin Ridley as his number one wide receiver. And a lot of the times when we see a young quarterback get a number one receiver, they take off. I think this team could get the number one seed in the AFC. And I think Trevor Lawrence could have some huge numbers. And that is basically the definition of the MVP at this point. QB on a top seed with huge numbers. So give me Trevor Lawrence for the MVP. Ali, what you think about that, bro? That, I mean, throwing Jared Goff in the mix just completely... <laughs> Completely fucking caught me off guard. I mean, you say sleeper, and I, I just think that's code for fucking terrible pick, but you want to make it seem good. Like, uh, there's no way Jared Goff's getting MVP. Like, there's no way. That's like me saying, oh yeah, Mac Jones is getting MVP or some shit like that. I mean, yes, it could happen. Anybody could have a, a, a stellar year. Like, it, it could happen. Doesn't mean it will. Like, you could write King of England on my forehead. Does that make me King of England? Does it fuck? No. Um, but no, Trevor Lawrence is, is a good show. Like you said, he's got a much improved receiving core. Obviously, Calvin Ridley still has uh, players like Kirk and oh, say Christian Kirk and, and things like that. Um, I'm, I'm kind of fucking losing it. It's it's like midnight now. I'm fucking tired <laughs> of shit. But we're gonna go, we're gonna stick with it, right? I mean, Lawrence has an absolutely shitter of a division this year. I mean, I, I think even we could play in the ASC South and put up good numbers. So probably you never know. Well, first of all, for the Jared Goff slander, all right, that is not just a, just a, I think he's going to lose and this and that. I think he's going to have a big year. I mean, the look at the supporting cast that he has around him. He's got a great offensive line. He's got a number one receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown. When Jameson Williams comes back, he's going to have another legitimate option. Plus, he's going to have a good running game as well. He's going to have Jameer Gibbs to throw to out of the backfield. He's got David Montgomery out the backfield. And we saw Jared Goff, when he was with the Rams, have MVP-type numbers, okay? Again, I don't think he's going to win the MVP, but I think he might have some MVP-type numbers. And again, I think the Lions are going to be really good. So I think a top seed MVP-type, you know, a quarterback with MVP-type numbers, I think he'll get some consideration. Again, he's not my vote, but I think he's going to get some consideration. And again, I'm going with Trevor Lawrence because the golden god, the hair flowing all the way down out the helmet. You already know, man, Trevor Lawrence with those wide receivers and Doug Peterson, he's going to have a great year. So that leads us to none other then our Super Bowl predictions. And listen, this is what it's all about, people, okay? The Super Bowl, all right? And I'm going to go, listen, I've, I've already been on record for a hot take as far as my NFC prediction. I'm going to save that for a little bit later. Okay, I'm going to save it, but I'm going to go to Ali first, okay? Obviously, you know, Super Bowl 58, it's coming up. We already know what time it is, okay? Super Bowl 58, Ali, who's going to be in it? Your Super Bowl prediction for Super Bowl 58. For Super Bowl 58, I'm going to say fuck you to the idea of Chiefs just going back to back like every time. So, I, I and, and I hate the Chiefs. I'm not good at the Chiefs. I'm going to go for the Bengals and the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Okay. The Eagles have already made it. Already made it last year. There is absolutely no reason why they can't make it again. And the Bengals just speak for themselves. I mean, they, you know, they, they took it to, to Burrowhead a few years ago and absolutely smacked about the Chiefs. Okay. The Bengals got there and they looked. Very, very good against the Rams. Okay, they did come up short, but still, they got there. And that was a very inexperienced Super Bowl team. So they can do that on the biggest stage. There is no reason, if they do get there, that they're not going to come up with the win, which I think they could have a very good shot at beating the Eagles. But the Eagles, man, they're just the Eagles. Like, I can't see that many more contenders, shall we say, from the NFC. 
I mean, you've got a few good, you know, good options in there, but I just think the Eagles may end up coming up trumping them all. I can see it. I mean, obviously the Eagles were there last year. I think you could argue that they made their team better this year with their with their draft and, you know, with some of the things they did in free agency. Obviously the Bengals too, that's a great football team. They were, you know, like you said, Ollie, they were just there two years ago and they were right on the doorstep again last year, if not for a, a roughing the passer call at the end of the game or all right unnecessary roughness call at the end of the game, excuse me, when when uh, Mahomes is going out of bounds. So, I mean, I could see either one of those two teams. But again, I'm already on record with my NFC pick. It's a hot take. I'm going to save it for afterwards. But first, I'll start with my AFC pick. I'm unlike Ali. Ali isn't going with the Chiefs. I'm going chalk here. I'm going with Kansas City. Listen, I've learned better than to doubt them at this point. Last year, not a lot of people had them in or winning the Super Bowl, and they were in and won the Super Bowl. And listen, they won it anyway with the top – they were top five in the league by most snaps by rookies in the NFL. And Mahomes was on a bad ankle in a lot of those playoffs, okay? So listen – I think this team even got better in the offseason. I think those rookies are going to develop this season as well. And they obviously have made a lot of moves. The Chris Jones holdout does concern me as far as things that could derail Kansas City season. But, I mean, when you got Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, those guys can make just about anything work. So, I think they're still easily the best team in the AFC, in my opinion. I'm going with Kansas City. And NFC, I am on record, okay, on record since last December. Super Bowl 58 will feature the Detroit Lions. I think they have a Philly-type jump from last year. The year before, Philly went to the Super Bowl. They were supposed to be bad, okay? Philly ended up going 9-8. and eight. They made the playoffs as the first seed. Basically the same thing for the Lions last year. They were one of the best teams in football the last nine games last year. They only got better. They will shock the world and end up in Super Bowl 58. Ali, I want no slander from you. Is there something you're not telling us here? Because but five minutes ago you were saying, Oh, I'm not a closeted Detroit fan. I say it how I see it. Bullshit! I'm calling it how Bullshit. I see it. You are absolutely 100%. If you lift that fucking jacket up right now, you, you lift that up, I bet there's a Detroit Lions shirt on underneath. I'm telling you. No, no Lions. No Lions. That's a gorilla. That. Look at that. that, that that's, that's, a that? that's a lion. I'm t- I'm t- that's I'm a lion. I'm telling you, that's a lion. That's a lie. That's a gorilla right there. Um, okay. Listen, you cannot uh, use CGI would... to dig yourself out of this hole. Not happening. <laughs> I'm not having it. Of all the closeted teams and cities that I would be a fan of, why the hell would I pick Detroit? Like nothing good ever happens in Detroit. Like it, they suck at I everything. Don't know, but you so have... Why? Why, exactly why would I pick Detroit? Yeah, and that, that's the reason you're saying it, because, oh, they're never going to suspect I'm going to pick Detroit, because why the fuck would everyone pick Detroit? That's exactly why. I'm onto your shit. I'm not having it. <laughs> that, that'd be, that's such a weird rationale. Why would I do that? That doesn't even make any sense. I'm telling you what I see. This team has gotten so much better. Look at their free agency moves. Look at their draft. Even their draft. I didn't like a couple of their – their. I didn't like the Gibbs pick, because I think they reached on them a little bit. I think they reached on the, their other first-rounder, Campbell, a little bit too. But those guys are going to be good players. You look at Laporta, who they got in the second round. You look at some of the DB additions they made in free agency. And, again, you look at how they finished last year. That team was one of the best teams in football the last nine games of the season. And one of my favorite parts about the Lions last year was – they were going into that last week of the season game against the Packers, okay? The Seahawks had already eliminated them because they won, okay? They had nothing to play for in that last game. And they said, fuck that. We're going to beat the fuck out of Aaron Rodgers in his house because we are built like that. We are that team because we have that culture and because Dan Campbell is the man and the Detroit Lions are going to build on that this year. We're going to see them in the Super Bowl, Ollie. I hate to break it to you. I don't know I don't know how you turn into such a Lions hater. 
But I hate to break it to you. They're going to be in the Super Bowl, my friend. You are talking the, the, the way only a Lions fan would. Nobody from the outside looking in sucks that much up to the Detroit Lions. So it just doesn't happen. And I'm not, and, and listen, I'm I'm an objective fan, all right? I'm an, I've never picked the Lions once before. I didn't pick them last year. I thought they were going to be the worst team in football last year. Again, well, they and they ended up winning nine wins. And Something yeah, I thought they were going to be- Between you and Dan Campbell, I'm telling you, they're paying me. <laughs> I do love me some Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's a dog. You see it in him. You see it in the whole team. And and the, the reason I love Dan Campbell is because he can put his mentality into the rest of the team. It's what he does. All the team now has that dog mentality. You see Jared Goff turning into a dog. He's turning into a leader, okay? And now you see the rest of that squad, all right? They got, they got some talent on that squad. Again, I don't think their division's very strong. I think they could walk through that division. I think they could be a top one or two seed in the NFC. Detroit Lions are going to be in the Super Bowl. Now, do they win the Super Bowl? I don't know about that. If you're facing Kansas City or one of those really good AFC teams in the Super Bowl, I don't know if they're going to win it. But they're going to be there, okay? The Detroit Lions will be in Super Bowl you, 58. You just said so, that the Detroit Lions are going to lose a game. I'm in a state of absolute undying shock. Holy <laughs> shit. Like... Is that, uh, do I need to pinch myself or something? You just called the Detroit Lions to lose? Yes. They, well, they're obviously going to lose. What's going to you, Matt? They, they might lose week one. They're playing Kansas City week one. I mean, they're, they'll probably lose week oh, one. Oh, well, that, okay? that's going to tell us. That's going to tell us. We'll see after week one. And if the Chiefs end up smacking the Lions all over, you're not going to hear the end of it. I'm not, hey, listen, I, I'm not going to back off my pick from one week one loss, okay? I'm going to stay right here until they are eliminated from playoff contention or they lose in the playoffs, okay? I'm so going to be right that, here like, on the line week, week 10? Is that what, like week 10, should we say? Should that's going to uh... be the Super Bowl, my friend. It's going to be the Super Bowl. Because, <laughs> and when and when you guys watch this, go back and watch my other one from December of 2022 when I also said the Lions were going to the Super Bowl. So, when it comes to be February 2024, and I said December 2022 that the Lions were going to be in the Super Bowl, and in February 2024, they're in the Super Bowl, man, it's going to be different. And they've got the number two right overall pick because the only team that's more of a cataclysmic <laughs> shit show nope. is the Arizona Cardinals. There's no shot that that's going to happen. I would bet money right now that that doesn't happen. And also, if you want to bet money, Lions are a good bet as far as a, if you want a sleeper as far as Super Bowl goes, they're going to get they're they're a good bet. They're going to get you a lot of money. Uh, and they're also going to be there. So it's obviously a great bet because they're obviously going to be in the Super Bowl. But again, this is going to be a very exciting NFL season, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a lot of lot of interesting storylines, a lot of interesting teams. We got a lot of great players who are looking to build on great seasons that they had last year. And it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see how it plays out. But that is going to do it for us here today on the House Call Sports Gridiron segment. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm going to give a shout out to a couple of our sponsors real quick before we get out of here. The first one I'm going to give a shout out to is sportmemorabilia.com. That's the one-stop shop to get all your authentic sporting merchandise. I got a couple jerseys from there, some hats, a pullover type long sleeve. Detroit Lions fans, if you want a jersey of the team who's going to make it to the Super Bowl, that being your Detroit Lions, okay? Hit the link in the description to get all your merchandise at sportmemorabilia.com. And if you are a bro who's up real early like I am, I was up at 3 a.m. this morning. I'm up at 3 a.m. on every weekday, okay? I'm tired. I'm tired of shit, all right? And you need a coffee company that's not only going to provide you with everything from your award-winning roasts to your necessary equipment. That's your espresso machines, your grinders, your filters, to your recipes, as well as a coffee-to-water ratio calculator. Go to Coffee Bros' website, whose link is in our description, to get everything that you need that is coffee-related. So go get Coffee Bros, bro. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate all the feedback. Comment down below who you got winning all these NFL awards. Comment below 
why I am right, why the Detroit Lions will be in the Super Bowl, okay? Be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms as well, at The House Call Sports. We got Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter. We've got our merch. You can meet the crew. We've got blogs up. All of that is on our website. Our website is www.thehousecall.com. And that's going to be it for us. Peace.